0: M-S-W-Media. News with swearing. the beans, silly beans. Daily
1: beans, silly beans.
0: Hello and welcome to The Daily Beans for Friday, December 25th, 2020. Today, Trump pardons Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, and Charles Kushner. The Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance responds to the Manafort pardon. Roger Stone could be in trouble in New York State. Democrats try to pass a clean $2,000 stimulus check amendment and Republicans block it. The FBI thwarted a white supremacist plot to attack the U.S. power grid. Dominion sends letters to Lou Dobbs and Sean Hannity threatening legal action. And the New York Attorney General Tish James has subpoenaed Jacob Wool. I'm your host, All right, everybody. It's Friday, and that means Amy Carrero is here. Amy, hi. Oh, hey, girl. What's up? Hey, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays for whatever you celebrate.
2: Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I I, I was so good today because I knew we were going to record, so I haven't started drinking yet.
0: Oh, excellent. But it's
2: happening after this.
0: (laughs) It is happening. You know, it's COVID. It's lockdown. It's airport rules. We can drink whenever we want. Hell, yeah. Yeah, so happy holidays to everybody. Uh, we're going to go over some headlines. It's a very special Christmas edition. And, and then we'll read the good news. And I think we have some Amy's court uh, cases to decide. Hey, Yes. And then uh, I'll be joined later by Ellie Honig. And we're going to discuss possibly challenging corrupt pardons and, and whether or not Stone and Manafort can face state charges in New York. So we'll get to that. But uh, Amy and I are going to go over some headlines first with some hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. Baby. Okay, everybody, obviously the lead story is what happened last night with Trump pardoning Roger Stone. Now, he had already commuted Roger Stone's sentence, right? Like, he'd already said, you don't have to go to jail, buddy. Um, But he went ahead and did the whole pardon thing as well. And then he also pardoned Paul Manafort, who, you know, was working uh, as Trump's campaign chairman while also secretly communicating with a Kremlin agent from the GRU and, and handing over... Um, internal polling data and campaign information oh that Mm -hmm. oh that little thing (laughs) yeah just that whatever you know just a little treachery no biggie and then of course (laughs) uh charles kushner a family member right in law uh this this is jared kushner's dad and uh he was his pardon is if so here's what he did uh, these are the days of our lives. First of our all,
2: lives. He,
0: his sister, I guess, was going to testify against him, so he hired a prostitute to seduce nope. his brother-in-law, and oh, then he vi- videotaped it, and then he took that tape <gasps> and showed it to his sister and said, "If you testify, I'm going to release this," and intimidated them to not testify against him. And he, by the way, gave her the tape at his kids at her at his nephew's uh his his sister's kids engagement party
2: this is like succession level weirdness
0: yeah so real sweet guy real family man and (laughs) um and in fact we did when we talked to mary trump you know in her book she talks about how uh papa papa kushner here was like wasn't even sure that ivanka was good enough to marry into the kushner family uh yeah but that's that's him
2: i mean Yeah, just the whole thing. I do know that there's a brother that's like relatively cool and he's married to a model and they're like, don't want anything to do with the family. So there is a Kushner out there that's related to the other ones that's like, seems to be decent, but that's not who we're talking about, is it?
0: Yeah, no, that would be the black sheep of the Kushner family. If if he abides (laughs) by the law and is relatively cool, (laughs) he's the black sheep. Yeah. So... (laughs) So that's what's going on there. And then the Manhattan district attorney, Cyrus Vance, has responded to Trump's pardon of Manafort, saying, quote, it underscores the urgent need to hold Manafort accountable for his crimes against the people of New York, as alleged in our indictment. And we will continue to pursue our appellate remedies. And what he's talking about there is a while back, Cy Vance indicted Manafort for business Mm -hmm. fraud and tax fraud. And the judge dismissed it because there was a federal investigation going on. And back then... You weren't allowed in New York uh, to prosecute someone for state crimes for the same bad oh. behavior that they're being prosecuted for federally. It was a double jeopardy I thing see. that right, that right, right. Uh, that isn't it's like it's a sovereignty clause. And and so New York actually signed a new bill since then. And Cuomo signed it saying, all right, we're, we're not going to do that in the case of presidential pardons.
1: Good. And here
0: we have it. So this is so Cy Vance has now appealed uh, the, the dismissal of the state charges against Manafort. And now with this yep. new bill, those should be overturned and hopefully Manafort will be prosecuted.
2: Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what are the what are the chances that the court's going to be like, yeah, OK, we'll let like, you know, like, we'll we'll go this route. Like, does he have a pretty good pretty good chance or do you think it's kind of like an uphill climb?
0: I think he's got a really good chance. Legally speaking, oh, good. Legally speaking, the reason that the case was dismissed was because this was when dual sover- sovereignty was a thing in New York. New York didn't want to right. be able to prosecute people for the same crime twice, but uh, they've since d- drafted legislation, and, and it seemed like they drafted the legislation for this exact occurrence. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I love it. If the shoe fit, it's like tailor-made. I love it.
0: <laughs> it is. It's, it is. And so... They have signed that bill into law, and so the law has changed in New York City, and so the, the court will have to consider that. And so I think that, they, that they'll that they win this on appeal, and they'll be able to go forward with those charges. So that would be wonderful. Ooh,
2: I'm so excited, and I really think that the biggest, well, if I'm being honest, I think that there's a missed opportunity here from the fashion police with paul manafort remember how he had that weird snake skin like purple leather jacket that needs to be addressed and criminal charges must be brought because no one should ever ever own a snake skin or was it crocodile skin i don't even know
0: it was it was ostrich
2: oh even worse okay that's so gross a, an ostrich leather jacket like who's gonna who's gonna hold that tor- carry that torch for the rest of us like we need yeah. we need justice the ostrich needs needs justice and everybody who had to see him wear that needs justice
0: yeah in honor of Joan Rivers and her daughter we, <laughs> we should definitely <laughs> press charges who are you wearing okay. corruption <laughs> who are you wearing <laughs> heard of her this is yeah he, he I'm wearing Phil the ostrich and treason
2: <laughs> yeah treason mm-hmm. <laughs> okay love it
0: uh and then uh, uh, a similar question i had was about roger stone right because roger stone his was federally indicted for witness right. intimidation he he threatened randy credico right that comedian mm-hmm. who lives in new york and his dog um <laughs> yes. Tried to he's like you you like that little dog of yours it's like jesus bro um yeah
2: was that from The Godfather or did he say something else that was from The Godfather?
0: He said so many things that were from The Godfather. Uh, he even mentioned The Godfather and I remember the prosecutors wanted to bring a clip of The Godfather movie right. into <laughs> court, remember? And the judge was like, yeah. mm, that seems a little prejudicial." And they're like, "Yeah, but your honor, it's exactly the same thing." And he's like, "Yeah." Right. Nah. Right. And so they wouldn't allow him. <laughs> yeah, to use, that's not. <laughs> they wouldn't allow him to use the clip from the movie in in court
2: <laughs> okay. obsessed. Uh. They had it lined up on their Netflix too. They had it ready.
0: <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday. <laughs> um anyway, that's that's what's going on in New York. And and the question though is, you know, because it's a felony in new york a state felony Mm -hmm. state crime felony to intimidate a witness but i think it has to be in a state proceeding and he was doing it in a federal proceeding so we're going to talk to that's what we're going to talk to ellie honig about later
2: Ooh, can't wait to hear that
0: yeah it's it's interesting um and here's a here's a fun story white supremacists plotted to attack power stations in the southeastern united states and an ohio teenager who allegedly shared the plan, said he wanted the group to be, quote, operational and fast-tracked on a fast-track timeline if, du- if Trump were to lose his re-election bid. That's according to the FBI in an affidavit that was mistakenly unsealed. Oopsie. Oh my.
2: I mean, who is running this show? Like, Truly. Mm-hmm. It's all just, it's like a bunch of babies, no offense to babies, but I mean, I'm talking about the ceiling and unsealing. That's not even like the worst thing about all of this, but on top of everything else, you can't even cover your tracks properly. I can't.
0: Mm -hmm. I know. Terrible. Uh, This teen was in a text group, a group text. First of all, fuck group texts, but this teen was in a group text with more than, you can't leave. You know, no, you can't. Like no, no. he was in a group text with more than a dozen people in the fall of 2019. He introduced the idea of saving money to buy a ranch where they could <laughs> participate in military training, according to the affidavit, which was filed under seal, along with a search warrant application in Wisconsin's Eastern U.S. District Court in March. The documents were inadvertently unsealed last week before the mistake was discovered, and then they were quickly sealed again. Okay. Good. The <laughs> internet has You them. didn't Sorry. see that.
2: You didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The affidavit details an investigation into group members who allegedly share white supremacist ideology. Hmm. No. Mm-hmm. you telling me that a kid, in Ohio teen who wants to set up, buy a ranch and set up a militia group for training yeah. has white supremacist ideology? No, I don't buy it for a minute.
2: I mean, also, like, if your teen can buy a ranch, the ranch is too cheap. Get it together, <laughs> Ohio.
0: It's a new show on the History Channel. Teen Ranch. <laughs> militia.
2: <laughs> teen Ranch. Cody here works at the blah blah blah, <laughs> blah convenience store. His budget is two million dollars, and he's going to buy this ranch. That's like they're every gonna show it, on H
0: T V. They're, yeah. they're going to call it little little brother. <laughs> <gonna call> <laughs> So they sell they they share this white white supremacist ideology. They're all racist. The document outlines yeah. how they communicated over encrypted messages and applications. By the way, criminals, if you want to get caught, use encrypted messaging app- yeah. applications. Every single I have read a million indictments, they all have messages retrieved from WhatsApp and Signal and so WhatsApp. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're better off using Morse code, honestly.
2: Or just send, like, I don't know, signals in the sky.
0: Smoke signals. Yeah, there you go. So encrypted messaging apps, before the three of them met up in person, they allegedly shared recommended reading on white supremacist literature. uh, They required a uniform to symbolize their commitment Mm -hmm. and talked about making weapons. (laughs) The affidavit also says the Ohio teen, this is the best part, the Ohio teen put Nazi flags in his room, but his mother told him to take them down.
2: Thanks, mom. Hey, whatever happened to like teens putting up pictures of like their favorite movie posters or like semi-naked celebrities? Like, what happened to the Athletes good old days? Or
0: video games or yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, now it's like Nazi flags. But thank God for Mom because
0: yeah, Mom thwarts a Nazi attack. I love it. Love it. Yeah.
2: So, so, but did, so, should she? So, so, when it when you say Mom thwarts Nazi attack, did she call? the police like what did she do or she was just like you can be a white supremacist but you have to take the flag down
0: (laughs) i I think she just took the flag down that's all i could see in the affidavit (laughs) um
2: she was like that's where i draw the line my
0: mom made me take down my new order poster um you know yeah she she didn't like the idea of a new order uh she thought i was being a rebellious anarchist but yeah nazi flags in his room mom but mom, <laughs> mom,
2: I want to put the Nazi flag up. She's like, you can be a Nazi. You just can't do it in this room.
0: Not under my roof. <laughs> she just comes in with the Fabrizes the Nazi flag. Oh, God. Oh, anyway. Oh,
2: God. Just so gross. Also, what were they going to do? Were they Are going to turn off the lights? How is that going to bring Donald Trump? What was it the- that they were going to? attack power stations like the utility stations
0: i think they were going to try to disrupt the election um it- oh oh
2: oh i see i see i see i see, I see. Okay, yeah okay, okay, okay. this was like back in the day okay i see i'm, I'm caught up so, that's disgusting thanks for nothing yeah. kids watch your wash your face you know why don't you worry about your skin care and stop worrying about people living their lives that don't look like you
0: <laughs> what a bunch of dicks um yeah yeah, and also if you're in a Nazi group and, and don't use Signal and WhatsApp. And also, there's already probably an FBI agent embedded in your group, yeah. just so you know. 100%.
2: Uh.
0: That's how all these that's how the Gretchen Whitmer plot was foiled and and uh yeah. and other things like it.
2: This this might be weird, but did I ever tell you about that wedding that my husband went to I didn't go to it. my husband went to a wedding where the groom was an undercover FBI, I don't know for what, but he couldn't be in any of the pictures.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> isn't that crazy isn't that wild? <laughs> that's interesting you ruined my special day i'm undercover yeah yeah it's just like the bride
2: posing alone like you know like yeah it's really intense but those are the you know those are the sacrifices that these undercover investigators do so hats off Ah. but sorry you couldn't be in your wedding photo
0: yeah 100 percent. wear a mask or something
2: yeah now it's appropriate
0: you know why not hey we have to take a short break um so we're gonna do that we'll be right back we have a couple more headlines to get to stick around Hey everybody, it's AG and today's episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by American Giant. Back in the day, we used to make everything here in the United States. In the 60s, actually 95% of all of our clothing was made in the USA, but it's only 3% today. Most of the stuff we buy now is made overseas, so it feels disposable, it's poorly made, and that's why I think now is the perfect time to buy clothes made here. At American Giant, they want to make better things by making things better. And American Giant has built a 100% USA-based supply chain with a strong relationship to factories and workers and communities at every single step. And it's not the cheapest, but it makes for a much better sweatshirt. It's just a much higher quality product. It's better for people and it's better for the planet. Because we use those USA-based supply chains and because we aren't buying disposable clothing, we buy fewer pieces of clothing and they don't end up in landfills. Uh, Their clothes are made and worn to be kept longer, right? I recently got their Women's Blizzard Full Zip with a weatherproof nylon shell for warmth. It's so warm and cozy. Perfect for the cold weather. It's super comfortable, and it's really well-crafted. Best of all, it was manufactured here in the United States, supporting local communities and factories and workers. So check out American Giant and get the best, most high-quality clothes on the market. And you can get 15% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS at American-Giant.com. That's 15% off when you use code DAILYBEANS at American-Giant.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We're going through the headlines with Amy Carrero on this lovely Christmas day. Amy, you're not drinking yet, but you will be, right?
2: Not yet. We're counting down the minutes. I have fresh grapefruit juice squeezed for um, Greyhounds. <gasps>
0: that's my favorite green. it's
2: so good it's so good
0: i know i got some rosé vove. uh
2: oh wait a minute i think i'd yeah. prefer that
0: Traja. greyhounds for vuv
2: yeah uh, yeah i'll send it usps you'll get it next year
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's some uh christmas joy Dominion, the voting machine fellas, have sent, and ladies, have sent letters to Lou Dobbs and Sean Hannity threatening legal action. As We, we spoke about this, Amy, Dana, and I spoke about this last week because a, a voting machine company called Smartmatic sent a scathing 22 page letter to Lou Dobbs and Newsmax and OAN Good. and Fox News and said, You have to retract what you said about us. It's defamation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you saying that, you know, Hugo Chavez is uh, working with us to steal From the election the or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. so Lou Dobbs did that he had to play a two minute segment they had to do it on Judge Jeanine Pirro they had to (gasps) do it on uh, the Fox and Friends morning show they had to do it multiple times and they did
2: oh I need to see that
0: Newsmax did it too Newsmax, well we need to clarify our story about uh, Mm -hmm. Smartmatic Mm -hmm. OAN has not yet done it Um, I can't imagine they have a a better legal team than Fox News but they haven't done it yet And then, of course, I mean, maybe they could get Sidney Powell. (laughs) You know, she's not busy right now.
2: (laughs) She's, She's available. Yeah.
0: So now Dominion voting machines is like, yeah, us too, you bastards. So they've sent letters. And we reported earlier in the week they sent letters to Giuliani and Sidney Powell and Pat Cipollone saying, retract your bullshit about us. And now mm-hmm. also it's we're learning Lou Dobbs and Sean Hannity have gotten those same letters. So uh, yes. expect to see some corrections on, on some Fox News programs as well uh, and, and as possibly from Sidney Powell and Giuliani, too, because these these are good lawsuits by major yeah. white shoe defamation, anti-defamation f- uh firms.
2: I'm surprised that they were I'm just so surprised that they were able to even spew that nonsense. I mean, you'd think that the legal department, at least at Fox News, which is like, you know, a major, major, major news network would be like, hey, this is a really bad look. But maybe because they they, they put that disclaimer up like the opinion disclaimer disclaimer. I don't know. Mm. I don't know with, what how to get around that. But I just it's shocking to me that 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 you know, these major networks were willing to just go down
0: that route. Well, Fox News has won a defamation suit because somebody said that no one could reasonably expect Sean Hannity to tell the, or Tucker Carlson to tell the truth. And and so somebody actually sued Tucker Carlson for, for defamation. It was like when Trump sued Bill Maher for yeah. saying that Trump was related to chimpanzees and <laughs> because he's orange or orangutans because yeah. he's orange. And Trump sued him and they're like, it's Bill Maher. You can't reasonably expect him to be telling the truth. It's a comedy show. Right. This is how this right, is First right. Amendment stuff. Right. And so because Fox News, you know, they've said some bullshit about somebody that somebody sued them and they're like, this is Fox News. You can't reasonably expect them to be telling the truth. So they could actually face that. Problem, yeah, with these lawsuits. That's
2: disgusting. But
0: Fox News went along with it, and you know, Fox News also changed their uh, stories about how they were reporting co- with co- uh, COVID because they were starting mm-hmm. to get their legal department was getting concerns about at uh, you know
2: lawsuit, yeah,
0: killing people. So,
2: oh yeah, I mean that's he- yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that's happening, and it's a it's an early Christmas gift, and I hope to everyone, and I hope that um, it you know, I would love to just put that on a loop, play the retractions on a loop, honey.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another Christmas present for you, or holiday gift, however you celebrate. New York Attorney General Tish James has issued subpoenas to right wing trolls Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman in connection to an <laughs> alleged voter intimidation robocall scheme that has already led to felony indictments in Ohio and Michigan against these guys, as well as a federal civil suit filed in the Southern District of New York. The three subpoenas, which reminds me of that, you know, one, two, three, Marlenas. It's subpoenas <laughs> instead.
2: We should do a musical version. Yeah, let's do it.
0: The three subpoenas, each signed December 22nd and obtained by Salon, target Wool Berkman and Berkman's consulting firm, Berkman & Associates. Prosecutors are seeking information about who funded the robocalls, including about the source of funds in the firm's Bank of America account, as well as any relevant communications. More broadly, investigators want to see all documents concerning Project 1599, that's Berkman's organization, which not only claims credit for the calls, in the recordings... But also has been linked to a number of another a number of other political stunts that the duo has carried out over the years, yeah. including trying to pin sexual harassment on Mueller right. and trying to say that Elizabeth Warren was dating Elizabeth some ex Marine escort.
2: Uh, but like, how do they? These bozos like they're not even good at they're not even good at it. Like that's my my big gripe with them. Other than they're trying to like obviously lie to the American public, but also like. Dude, you'd think you'd get better like higher better idea idea people, I don't know. It's just they're all so terrible. Well,
0: Russia did this. Russia did this in in 2016. And so, mm. you know, they I think they were just trying to mimic that. Um
2: Well, they're not they're not too uh they're not too um amazing and brilliant these two, I have <laughs> to say.
0: No.
2: Won't be shedding a tear for them.
0: No, me neither, especially not just Jacob Wood, like I wonder if Berkman's fly was down when he got the subpoena. Oh,
2: just like so gross. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, also, the House Democrats tried to pass the $2,000 stimulus check by unanimous consent today, and the House Republicans blocked it. A little bit of backstory on this. Democrats have been wanting $1,200 or $2,000 in a stimulus check for six months or so. They've even passed two bills that included that, that sat on Mitch McConnell's desk and did nothing. They came back and were able to get a $600 stimulus check, which sucks, and everybody knows that, but that's all that that they were willing to give the Republicans. And if the Democrats blocked it, they would be... They would be uh, accused of blocking stimulus uh, and, and, and you know, On all Christmas. this other yeah. terrible shit. So they agreed to it reluctantly, hoping that, you know, in the new Congress, we'd be able to pass something more and better. Um, and then Trump goes, I think that's despicable. I want $2,000. And Nancy Pelosi was like, deal, $2,000, done. I have an amended <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing here, clean thing. Everything else stays the same that you wanted. We're just upping it from 600 to 2000 and they tried to pass it by unanimous consent and the Republicans blocked it, which they expected would happen. Yeah. So they're yeah. coming back on Monday to have a full vote in the House. The Democrats will pass it in in the House and it will go over to the Senate. But the Senate has indicated they will not sign it. So this is basically forcing the Republicans to say no to $2,000 to Americans because everything else would be staying the same in the bill. So they yep. can't, the Republicans can't say, well, they tried to add you know, banning cows and, and, you know, free pride flags for everyone. And and we just weren't going to go with that. No, it was was a clean thing all it does is change that check from 600 to 2000 and they're going to have to say no on it so this is going to be fun
2: it's going to be so fun and a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Nancy Pelosi I personally think she's a genius especially when it comes to this kind of like this kind of like comeback you know what I mean because she was ready for it and 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 admittedly Trump is not behaving in a way that makes any logical sense so like you know are we surprised but like how great of her to like call his bluff you know what I mean call their bluff make them look bad because they should look bad. It's not the Democrats that have been holding this up, you know. Um so I'm so glad that that she gets the final word. I mean, it's sad overall because we won't be getting a proper stimulus check, but um from what we deserve, but uh but I'm glad that that she's doing what she needs to do to clean up that reputation
0: yeah 100% there's real and there's nothing more she could have done to get more than $600 and there's no, nothing no. better than she could have done than to call his bluff on
2: this 100% I just think a lot of people are like especially online there's a lot of confusion or not confusion just misinformation where where people are like no no it was it was the Democrats who were holding this up and you're like what are you watching so this is like <laughs> forcing people to to you know pay attention because nothing else is going on Everybody's stuck at home for the holidays so when they turn on their TV on Monday and see their their, their Republican gods and goddesses, you know, uh, to turn this down. Then they'll know exactly who to blame.
0: Yeah, especially after Trump came on and said he wanted $2,000. Exactly. And now they're going to learn it's the Republicans who don't want to give it to them. Um Anyway, uh, cool. Thanks for going through those headlines with me. And uh, you and I will be back later for Amy's Court and the Good News. And uh, right now, stick around. We're going to talk to Ellie Honig for a second. We're going to get some answers about Roger Stone and Manafort and the pardons. And can we challenge corrupt pardons in court? So that'll be right after this. Stick around. Hey, Daily Beans listeners, it is time to talk about the best mattress in the world. This portion of the Daily Beans is brought to you by Helix Sleep. So for the past four years, I've had a hard time sleeping, tossing and turning. I thought it was just because of the administration and the bad news and the anxiety and all that stuff. But also, I was sleeping on a trash mattress. Uh, but not anymore helix helped me out helix understands that you are unique and they customize your mattress to fit you in the way you sleep best they created an online sleep quiz takes two minutes to complete and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you so if you like a mattress that like that's soft or a firm mattress or if you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach or you sleep hot with helix there's a specific mattress for each and everyone's unique taste i was matched with the helix midnight because i like my bed medium firm and i sleep on my side so it's perfect for me but you don't have to take my word for it or Joel's, or jordan's or Amanda's. Everybody loves their Helix mattress, but not our just our word for it. Helix was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired magazine. So just go to Helixsleep.com/dailybeans. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. Uh, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 sleeps, risk-free. And they'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Joining me today is former federal and state prosecutor, Ellie Honig. Ellie, how are you?
1: Very good. Enjoying uh, Christmas Eve as a sort of a bystander. But I but I even though I don't celebrate Christmas, it's it's great. I mean, what's not to love? But it's fun to watch other people celebrate it. And, uh, you know, sort of bask in the glow, I guess. So Merry Christmas to any of your listeners who follow, who observe.
0: Yes, the same. And uh, did you see Trump and Melania's incredibly heartfelt video about this season?
1: Oh, no, please, please describe it.
0: <laughs> Let me see if I can do it. Um, uh, About, let's see, maybe 2000 years ago, uh, <laughs> God sent his only uh, begotten Son and blah 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 and so Christmas and uh, have, Merry Christmas. I it was like, it's like that. <laughs> Wait, like he
1: uh, w- was that you doing President Trump or Melania? It sort of sounded like both. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Christmas. No, no. <laughs> but know. like okay. <laughs> they're both
0: standing there and they're just like, uh, yeah, yada yada, and uh, Jesus and the thing, and uh, he just doesn't sound like he could care less.
1: The president definitely has his I care about what I'm saying and I mean what I'm saying voice, which is when he's angry and ranting about the mm. Russia collusion hoax. And then he has his like, someone's making me read this off of prepared remarks, <laughs> Board voice. So <laughs> yeah, I guess that I'll leave it to that, the viewer yeah. to decide which is which, but there's two distinct voices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of his angry voice, um, as we know, he's been pardoning everyone's <laughs> pardon, Palooza, and he pardoned. And, and we saw this coming. Nobody is shocked right. that he pardoned uh, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort and, Chuck Kushner, who's a real piece of work, by the way, Yeah. not even Chris Christie. He's t- he's even gross to Chris Christie, which <laughs> means to to be gross to Chris Christie, you got to be really fucking gross. So he 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 did that. And now, of course, we know, you know, we've been talking about those pardons were dangled. This is in um, the Mueller report. It's in 302s. It's in the Senate's uh Senate Intelligence Committee's report on the Russia investigation that those pardons were dangled and, you know, Gates had told Manafort, hey, we're covered, man. Go ahead. You know, blow your shit up or whatever. And uh, so when when a pardon is used in in that sort of a way, and we've been saying this for a long time, it feels like that is obstruction of justice. It shouldn't be allowed. Uh, It's a corrupt pardon. Uh, It was used to obstruct justice. uh, But again, in the Constitution, the pardon power is excruciatingly broad and has never been challenged. So in order to challenge this thing, my understanding is that uh, a federal prosecutor in Biden's Department of Justice, like a U.S. attorney, would have to file uh, charges uh, against uh, Trump or Manafort, and, and then that would have to be Challenged, but you know, because they would right. file a motion to dismiss based on the pardon, and then there would have to be some sort of a challenge uh, to that, to and even even to just consider whether this pardon is is acceptable or not. Which I I think the courts can do. I think that I know they can at least consider them because mm-hmm. Sullivan considered it with the Flynn thing and decided to go ahead and dismiss the case, but it was at least considered. So how how does this work? What are the the, the machinations of challenging a pardon?
1: Yeah. So f- first of all. All of the one of the sort of collateral effects of this spate of pardons is it's really brought the Mueller report back into public focus, right? It was feeling like ancient history, done and done, forgotten about, and it's a reminder to all of us of just how much corruption Robert Mueller found. Now the shame of it is sort of you know ninety percent of it is on Bill Barr for lying about it and holding the report back from the public for about nearly a month while while that lie sort of uh, crystallized in the public mind, and and the rest of the fault is on Robert Mueller for not clearly stating his conclusions. But here we are again, we, re, re, you know, remembering just how over the top this obstructive conduct was. I mean, the, the phrase dangling pardons almost doesn't do it justice, right? Because it sounds playful or something like you would dangle something for a kitten. But I mean, <laughs>
0: right. It's a feather on a string on a stick. Right. You right? made
1: clear to everybody with a Twitter account or, or, or a news feed that if you people who could flip on me stay quiet i'll take care of you and now he's done just that so okay mm-hmm. to your to your question about how would they be how would these pardons be challenged yes almost certainly would have to be through the department of justice actually charging the person who has received the pardon there almost certainly is not a legal mechanism for any person to say but i don't like this pardon a private party or just any other interested individual, maybe a member of Congress, you're not going to get anywhere if you go to court and say, I just want to challenge that pardon because it's no good. You're not going to have what the court calls standing, basically, Um, meaning you're not going to have a legal right to sue. The way it's going to have to work procedurally is DOJ is going to have to make the decision to charge somebody who has received a pardon. That person will in turn say, but judge, I've been pardoned and therefore the case needs to be dismissed. And then we will get an answer, um, pr- you know, first from a federal district court judge. And I imagine a question like that would pro- have a pretty good chance of ending up in the U.S. Supreme Court because it's such an important issue, such a constant, such a obvious constitutional issue now, which all of which sort of begs the question, is the next DOJ going to have the appetite to do this? Well, that and would
0: a judge do it? Because Judge Sullivan, who mm-hmm. is clearly a, a law and order guy and doesn't like people breaking process crimes, quote unquote, uh, didn't uh, challenge the pardon.
1: Right. I don't think it's likely. So here's the thing. When I say challenge a pardon, I mean, can this person be charged with the crime for which they've been pardoned? But there's actually an argument out there that even if a a pardon ends up being part of a crime, part of an obstruction scheme, part of a bribery scheme, You can charge the participants with obstruction, with bribery. But even so, the pardon itself for the prior crime still stands.
0: That's what I thought. Like they could charge Trump with a conspiracy to obstruct justice or whatever, but but the pardon would still stand. So like what what would a Biden DOJ, if they had the political appetite to do it, charge Manafort with?
1: Right. So that's a good question. I mean, right. If they could show that Manafort somehow Let's assume that there, there's you know, we don't have facts to support this, but hypothetically there, that there was a bribe paid, right for, in, in in return for this pardon. They could charge Manafort in that instance with paying the bribe, which is a federal crime, but not with all the other stuff that he was pardoned for the bank fraud, the tax fraud, the stuff that he was tried and convicted for. So, But really the way this this will play out more than look, I think it's very, very, very low chance DOJ tries to par, tries to charge somebody who's received a pardon and say your pardon is no good because there's just nowhere to go with that. But I do think the exception is if Donald Trump tries to pardon himself and DOJ concludes that he's committed crimes, then I think it actually ups the impetus on DOJ to charge that because if Donald Trump pardons himself and DOJ just chooses not to pardon him, then that self-pardon will stand. It will never be challenged. It will never be litigated. And I think over time it will become, well, Donald Trump did it. It's It, it happened. It's precedent. Nobody challenged it. And so in a way, I think that ups the pressure on DOJ to, to actually charge a case and, and, and to at least get a clear ruling on whether that pardon stands. Maybe a court, maybe the US Supreme Court will say it does stand and that'll be the end of the case. Maybe they'll strike it down. But if I'm sitting in the chair over at DOJ, I'm thinking, Boy, it's important that we get a resolution on this question. So that would right. increase my incentive to charge.
0: Well, now, Andrew Weissman said that because of the cooperation agreement, quote unquote, with Manafort, mm-hmm. and because they already had him on 18 counts of tax and business fraud, they did not charge him with campaign finance violations, though they could have mm-hmm. because of the Trump Tower meeting. They didn't charge Jr. because he was too dumb to have corrupt intent. Right. But, but Manafort knew that it was illegal to do that, and but they said we did. We simply didn't bring charges because we had the black and white, you know, yep. uh, uh, slam dunk case of the tax fraud stuff. So we didn't charge him with that. Now, if he's pardoned for all of his past crimes, I'm assuming that one would be included, yep. and so they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't even bring that kind of a, a charge. I think that what they could do is probably bring. You know, if he if they if they bring him in to ask him questions about something with regarding another case and he lies, that's a that's a crime that happened after the fact of the pardon and he could be charged with that. And of course, we know Cy Vance was trying to bring state charges which were dismissed in New York, but they're appealing that, and so there's always the New York State angle too. But I, yeah, I just have a hard time thinking of anything that they could charge Manafort. Now, I think they could charge Trump with obstruction of justice for, for uh, dangling the kitty toy pardon, but I don't know that they could actually charge Manafort with anything that he's done in the past.
1: Well, so a lot of that is going to turn on the, the phrasing of the pardon itself, right? There's basically three ways a pardon, let's say to Paul Manafort, can be charged. The narrowest is I hereby pardon. Paul Manafort for everything he was convicted of, all the specific crimes that he pled guilty to and was convicted by a jury of. The next, uh, the middle ground would be, I hereby charge Paul Manafort with those crimes he's been convicted of and anything else mentioned or it- encompassed in all the paperwork filed by DOJ in the case. That would include all what we call the relevant conduct, all the other things that that you said Andrew uh, Weissman mentioned that they had on him but didn't charge him for. And by the way, that's that's not abnormal. I mean, when you have someone who's a serial offender and fraudster like Paul Manafort, you don't know, you know, the guy's committed frauds all his life. You, you don't always, you can't just charge him with, you know, 39 counts. You just pick the the, the most important, most provable ones. And then the broadest mm-hmm. type of pardon would just say, I, it's a blanket pardon. I pardon Manafort for everything he's done up to this point. There's some debate over whether that's constitutional, but, but it's been done before um, in narrow circumstances. I mean, Richard Nixon being one example, Excuse me. So we need to see the actual pardon itself to have a better sense of that.
0: I imagine it'll be just as stupid as the uh, the the pardon, uh, the Flynn pardon, you know, which was like these specific crimes and then anything else and then anything that comes out of it and right. then anything before and after it and <laughs> exactly. then and everything. Yeah. And so it's like why you just didn't go with a blanket pardon. I don't know.
1: But well, I think they I think for that exact reason, I think they don't want to have it be susceptible to be called a, quote, blanket part. Mm. They go, no, 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 we were more narrow. We defined but they define, uh, the definition basically covers everything imaginable.
0: Yeah, I imagine it'll be a lot like that one. I think the, the verbiage will be a lot like that. Same with Stone. And, and now, of course, we know, and you're a state prosecutor, Uh, your former state prosecutor, that, you know, witness intimidation is not just a federal crime. And Roger Stone was clearly guilty of that Mm -hmm. uh, with what he did to Credico and threatened him and his dog uh, (laughs) to intimidate them out of, uh, you know, testifying against him. That's a New York state crime. New York could bring those charges.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd have to do a deeper dive on the law, whether whether it has to be a state proceeding. Right. Because that th- those proceedings involving CreditCo were federal proceedings, I believe. But most obstruction laws are, are broad enough to capture sort of any type of legal proceeding—criminal, civil, state, federal. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think even more attention now is going to turn on the state prosecutors. Do you charge Paul Manafort with any of the many, many frauds he committed? You know, they—they they tried that one, which was dismissed on double jeopardy. You mentioned this, but and and is being appealed now. Um, are there other things that Michael Flynn did? Are there other things that Paul Manafort did? Are there other things that Roger Stone did in a state that would give that state a a hook to charge them? And again, in a way, I think these pardons up the the pressure and the the impetus on states to do that. But, you know, we're already talking about conduct that's that's coming up on four plus years old. And, um, you know, if you take out the federal crimes, I'm not sure how much the states are really going to have to work with and and sort of shoot at here in terms of an indictment.
0: Mm yeah. I just I don't you know I'm just don't know how I all I know is that people need to be held accountable and I don't yeah know how to hold them accountable.
1: It's 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 the fundamental frustration with pardons and I think what's getting under a lot of people's skin understandably my own included is pardons are are look pardons have gotten a bad name um because of the way they've been used by and Donald Trump's not the first by any means. Yeah, Clinton he, with yeah. with his
0: Mark Rich pardon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But
1: you know Trump is becoming the worst perhaps. Uh, But but pardons have been used for for justice, for mercy, for fairness um, in our past. I mean, as one example, Barack Obama commuted, really more commuted. But but um, the sentences of hundreds of nonviolent drug offenders who were sentenced to decades behind bars. I mean, there is Mm -hmm. a good pardon history in this country as well. But Mm -hmm. what we see Trump doing here is almost not even making any effort other than token efforts to whoever Kim Kardashian brings in. Um, mm. pardon a few of them to try to sort of soften the blow of everything else he's doing. But it, it's transparent what he's doing. It's, it's raw self-dealing.
0: Mm. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on this and uh, Ellie will be in touch. Please have a, a safe and happy holiday and uh, everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey everybody, it's AG and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Magic Spoon, the most delicious cereal ever in the universe. And it's good for you. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love cereal. I would eat a whole box sitting there watching Saturday morning cartoons and then I would drink the delicious milk afterwards. You know, you get the blueberry milk. Um, but Magic Spoon is so good, you won't believe it's healthy. I had to I had to stop eating cereal when I was an adult because of all the sugar and carbs. But Magic Spoon has saved the day. Uh, even Forbes magazine says with cereal, it tastes this good and offers so much nutritional value as opposed to none. Like in other cereals, Magic Spoon is, you know, maybe the future of breakfast. So they create amazingly ser- amazingly delicious cereals, and they have zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs per serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, high-protein, and GMO-free. And the best part, it's delicious. I was so shocked when I put it in my mouth. I was like, this is the best thing ever. They have four amazing flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, for all your nostalgia purposes. So it tastes incredible. It seems too good to be true, but it's not. My favorite flavor right now is blueberry. It's so yummy. I'll snack on it dry during the day. I'll have a bowl of it in the morning, drink the blueberry milk and it's guilt-free so go to magicspoon.com slash daily beans to grab a variety pack and try all the flavors and be sure to use promo code daily beans at checkout to get free shipping too and magic spoon is so confident in their product they have a 100% happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they will refund your money no questions asked that's magicspoon.com slash daily beans and use the code daily beans for free shipping and we thank magic spoon for sponsoring the podcast all right everybody welcome back it's time for the good news
2: well,
0: Hey, Amy, welcome back. You ready to do this?
2: I'm ready. Oh, I'm so ready to do this.
0: Yeah, good Christmas news. We have yeah. all sorts of great submissions and confessions and and uh, corrections. If you have any, by the way, any good news, you just want to share pictures, just say hi if you're lonely in the holiday season and you just want to reach out to somebody, or we're open. Go to dailybeanspod.com and click contact. We'd love to hear from you. First up, from Jenny, pronouns she and her. Good news, but like life, we have to slush through some sad backstory to get there so you'll understand the impact of a few kind words. Content warning, mention of abuse. I grew up in a physically and emotionally abusive household, the classic scapegoat, golden child, narcissistic parent household dynamic, not not in a buzzword way, but truly. Uh, I was the scapegoat, my abusive brother, the golden child. I grew up with severe and constant gaslighting as well. I've been diagnosed with complex PTSD from my family life and multiple isolated incidents of CSA. I'm unable to work due to multiple invisible illnesses and struggle with multiple chronic pain issues. I also cannot have children, which is something at 34 I'm really struggling with. This makes me an embarrassment to my family. They see me as having no purpose in life, as a burden. Uh, I never get to see my niece and nephew on my side. Those are my brother's kids because they think I'm a bad influence since I can't work and they just don't like me. They never have. I spent my life begging my family to love and accept me for who I am to no avail and in turn begging anyone and everyone for love and acceptance also to no avail. Being excluded, unwanted, always too much or not enough throughout my lifetime, especially my adult lifetime, has been hard. My niece and nephew live a half hour away and I see them maybe two times a year. My parents live down the street and never let me know when they're when they were visiting, even before the pandemic. My other niece from my hubby's side lives states away, so I never thought being able to have a close connection with her would be possible. So it caught me by surprise when we went to visit last Christmas, and she was two and a half at the time uh, and 10 minutes away. I wasn't allowed to leave her side. She had me follow her everywhere and I loved every second of it. We connected instantly and I guess she's never connected with anyone so quickly before. And since then for the past year, she's FaceTimed me multiple times a month and we have a relationship that I never saw coming. The other day, her mom asked me if I had talked to her recently because they were sitting down and my niece thanked God for me. Uh, I'm not a religious person, but I do believe in a higher power, and this hit my heart in such a way that I didn't expect. My eyes well up with tears every time I think about it because I spent my life wishing someone felt lucky to have me in their life. I know that feeling. My boyfriend and his family have done a good job, but even then, everyone tells me how lucky I am to have him. And no one ever tells me that he's lucky to have me. I found out a few years back that I'm autistic. My family didn't acknowledge or care. It completely made sense why I always felt so different and so alone and even with other people, not just in my family. So now I have found an amazing community for support, but I still struggle to communicate and connect with people out in the world who don't understand autistic communication. Children though, mm. they don't care about social norms. They look through to the person. I believe they see the soul of the person. To hear this beautiful young child be so thankful to have me in her life. Aww. As many words as I've written here, these words have all failed to describe what <clears throat> what that's meant to me. I just wanted to share.
2: Oh, what a wonderful story and look at the photo oh, what a sweet oh, picture what a honey such a honey the little tiny baby and then the two little dog babies oh that's so sweet
0: mm. oh and then they're painting i love that oh, that's awesome
2: yeah i i think oh. that sometimes god it, it's such a it's such a fucking mystery why sometimes it takes so long to figure out who uh you know, who we, who we belong to or who our group is or who our chosen family is. But I'm so glad that, that you have that and, um, that it, it looks like this time has really helped you, you know, kind of realize that it's not you, it's them, (laughs) you know? So I'm, I'm so glad that you shared your story with us, Jenny.
0: Yes. That's so wonderful. And the photos are beautiful. Thank you for sending them.
2: Thank you very much okay so now come to order amy's court is in session there are four oh no (laughs) there are four matters on the docket expert testimony a status (laughs) hearing and two new
0: cases (laughs) (laughs) this is getting real
2: i know i'm like (laughs) i'm delighted um do you want to do the first one or should i
0: go you go for it okay
2: the first one don she her Hello, my lovely Beanie Babies. Oh, I love that. I have to apologize and thank you. I apologize because I am a few weeks behind on my podcast. Nothing bad, just shifting schedules. And I need to thank you because you uh, always make it easy to catch up and stay on top of all of the bonkers things that are happening. I just finished your December 4th episode, Prosecco is a Vegetable, with the court case involving the disembodied hair. Oh, this is good. As a former hairdresser, I have a potential answer for why headless hairs can bother people so please accept my expert testimony yes thank you thank you thank you thank oh. you thank you so much don okay Ooh. i'm ready she says expert
0: testimony
2: i'm so here for it the outer layer of the hair in parentheses the cuticle is similar to fish scales oh my gosh i just threw up in my mouth If you run your fingers down the hair, it's smooth. If you run your fingers up the hair, it's rough. Generally, touching hair on someone's head or fingers are going down, so smooth texture. Disembodied hair, however, is going to be a mix of rough and smooth. So there's a texture problem there for some people. Yep I guess one of those people is me (laughs) Additionally when the hair is shed Oh Jesus the scales of the Cuticle for each piece of hair are no longer Facing in the same direction They're all jumbled up making it feel even More rough and tangly rather than smooth Like they would be on a head Of course this is just one possibility For why disembodied hair love that Term by the way can bother some people I love the new court cases on the good News they've made (laughs) me grin uncontrollably So far so thanks for the addition To the podcast as a pet tax i'm just really trying to um swallow bile not vomit yeah Yeah. as a pet tax here are pictures of my lockdown adoptee oh emperor dark choncolate the fabulous oh i love that he is large tailless dark
0: choncolate
2: choncolate i'm gonna start oh choncolate okay see this is where my latin comes out choncolate um he is large tailless (laughs) potat often seen with a blip What's that? Wait, is this cuz my cat knowledge is is is
0: you're, not a lot? You're lacking in the cat knowledge. So, I really am. Pictures of a lockdown adoptee, former former em- Emperor Chonkalot, Dark Chonkalot, the fabulous chonk is a fat cat. He's a large tailless potot. potat that is uh, the shape of the cat, oh, often seen that. with a blep that is the <laughs> that is the tongue the coming out. out. The blep is the Oh my god. The tongue it. coming out.
2: Mm-hmm. He started out so chonky. That he couldn't clean himself properly, but over the past eight months, he has slimmed down to a more manageable chonk level, and his fur has become so plush and shiny. He yells at me all the time and won't let us pet him, but I still love him and thinks he's the most handsome boy. I love you all so much, and thanks for all that you do for us, your listeners. Heart. O-M-G.
0: Well, Emperor Dark Chonk-a-Lot, the fabulous, looks like my cat, a boobs, yeah. the boobah. Um, there's some nip-nops here in the picture. Okay, those are nipples. Mm-hmm. Nip knops are nipples. Okay. Uh he's a potot for sure. And he does have that blep there. But what a handsome boy.
2: Very handsome. I actually like I like a little chunk on my pets. Uh, personally. I think it's it's great. But 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 if if it's keep you know, if it was keeping him from doing good grooming, then I can see why, <gasps> you know, it'd be a problem. Look but.
0: at the one with the shaved belly at the oh. That's the
2: one I was looking at. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. That's
0: so great. What a good belly. Now so a couple of things tail is first of all adorable and second of all my cat booba my chunks my big chunk void void is a black cat Um, <laughs> had to have a privacy shave around his butt area like all the time because he couldn't clean it properly too they called it a privacy shave so this is adorable Wait, now what's a
2: privacy shave
0: they'd shave like his butt <laughs> fur hilarious. around his butt and his bottom area because he can't reach it to clean it because he's so fat <laughs> Now, well, now, as that. far as the disembodied hair goes, I don't know. Do you think that this does this impact your uh, decision? This expert testimony?
2: No, absolutely not. Listen, I don't. Here's the thing: some of us have long hair, some of us have short hair. Some of them, ha- some of us have, you know, uh, our, our different. Bag. We know everybody has a bag, right? Everybody has to deal with the stuff th- they got to deal with. So if you've got hair that accumulates in the shower, just pick
0: it up. Yeah, I think this actually supports I think this supports your um, Yes. Your decision because it, it definitely explains why people are so uneasy with hair that's not attached to a person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And also like what if you know like when when someone suggests that there's a fly in the room and then all of a sudden you just feel the fly all over your body. Ew.
0: Ooh, yeah. yeah. If
2: yeah. I If I see a hair in a shower that is not mine even if it's mine I start feeling that hair that phantom hair just everywhere and it just it's just drives mm. me nuts so i have issues clearly but i stand firm on my ruling thank you for the expert tes- testimony
0: it's like if you like if you walk into a spider web and then oh, you get yeah. it all off you but you feel like you have it on you all day yeah, yeah 100%, i feel percent. all right well thank you for that expert testimony i think your ruling still stands and i think, I think this so supports too. it so next up hello court this is a mrs shameless mug update <laughs> yes mrs. shameless's mug update first couple of things uh, a couple little, uh, a couple of little things went wrong. Uh, English isn't my first language, so to correct, I do live in a slum. As slums go, we don't have them uh, on our same scale as elsewhere. Uh, so most of us basically have a roof over our head. And my and my name, Judge Amy, got it right. Uh, Pivy. Pivy, not P.I.V. Pivy, oh. Pivy, Pivy. Oh Pivy. God! Sounds awful difficult to pronounce. So sorry about that. No worries. Your judgment was amazing. How did I not come up with that? Though <laughs> though I discard the BFF mugs straight on. A constant reminder of me as a non-starter. <laughs> Our friendship <laughs> is, revi- is revived only on two occasions when Mr. Shameless is going on a bender or the money runs out. Mrs. loves online gambling. As it happens, I bumped into Mr. Shameless the other day. As he was legless and couldn't get away, I took the opportunity to pick his brain. All right. The only thing I coaxed out was that he's been behind Mrs. Shameless's door shouting his undying <gasps> love, for her through a letterbox. If that doesn't soften a woman's heart, then nothing will. I gather this time it may be over. That's why your suggestion about the stickers was genius. At some point, I encouraged Mrs. (laughs) Mrs. Shameless to find someone better, meaning anyone sober, basically. (laughs) The bar isn't that high. I will glue prominent men's images next to hers for motivation, so thank you (laughs) and wishing you the very best Christmas one can have in these times. Stay safe, Pivey. (laughs) Oh
2: my god. I just, I want... I want, I want um, a reality show, I, of mm. this, you know. Yeah. I just want to know what, what I know. Mr. Shameless is um, a, a drunk, or you know, he's got issues with the with the booze. But what is he? Is he legless for real? Like. There's I, I just, so many
0: things going on here.
2: There's just so many questions. Like, please continue to write because I just want to know more and more about. Um, also, what prominent men are you? What stickers of prominent men are we talking? Like, like Justin Trudeau, or are we talking about like uh, Ryan George Reynolds? Clooney, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, George Clooney. Like, mean, who are we talking about here? I just love it. I'm 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 on board. I will greenlight this show.
0: I would use Gerard Butler.
2: Oh, Gerard Butler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gerard Butler yeah. for sure. Oh, the good good call, good call. Okay. Here we go. Uh the next one is from Anonymous, he him. I have enjoyed the recent talk about pronouns and was going to add my name and add them to my email signatures to show support as an ally. I kinda wanna include dude, so it might be he, him, dude, or something like that. Is there a problem with that? I'm a tail I'm tail end of Gen X, and to me dude is non binary slash gender neutral. I also thought maybe even a little funny to add to add to my pronouns, but as a straight cis white male, I don't uh, want to be unintentionally offensive to anyone. Can I get a ruling on dude as a pronoun? Okay. Here's the thing. I am not Gen X and I have dipped my toe into the waters of a Twitter cancellation. So I'm scared to give a ruling here because I am a I am a tail end yeah. millennial. Am I a tail end millennial? 88? I think so. Um, yeah. You know, I do think that dude is like a gender neutral or it's used in that way. Also like... Um, guys I've seen used in a gender neutral way kind of like hey guys like gender gender neutral but because it's not I'm also like a cis woman I'm not white but it's also I because I'm cis I don't have um I I can't really take ownership over any of that and also I would feel a little bit uncomfortable that somebody would feel like I was taking ownership or maybe um making light of something that is not mine to make light of. So I don't know. I'd maybe suggest just stick to he, him. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I would agree. Um, I've, you know, I'm solidly Gen X and and Southwest California. And, you know, dude is something that's been in my vernacular forever. And and while I use it.
2: Yeah. I just realized he didn't say Gen Z. Sorry. I just kind of fucked that up. But yeah, yeah
0: while I use it, um, uh, and I don't assign gender to it, there is a gender implied to it. And so uh, I have been asked by several people and told it's best to steer clear of it. Just steer clear of it. Yeah. It's not, you know.
2: Well, I, especially on the on the email signature. You know what I mean? I think just stick to the he, him, and, and you know, like, and that's, and that's cool. And then, you know, if you're going to use dude in a written way, maybe steer clear, or maybe you can just add, like, in a gender neutral way or whatever. But yeah, I think that, um, I think for the email signature, just, you know, because again, it's like not ours really to, to
0: well, I would say because, because there's been an uproar about the word dude in the community. Oh, has there? That, that, that I, if you put it in the, if you put it in the email signature, it would seem like a poke. And so I wouldn't.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good, yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was a hot top, but the dude thing had been a thing, but Yes.
0: It is. Yeah. I mean, it it can be. Sometimes it's not. And, you know, it's it's up to every individual person's, you know, what they want to be called. Yeah. Uh, And so um, but if you're trying to flag yourself as an ally, I would leave dude out of it. Personally, I would leave dude out of it. Yes,
2: I agree. I agree. Make a joke on another part of your email signature. Like I used to have like sent from back when like iPhones were like iPhone one. I was like sent from my iPhone (laughs) seven. And nobody ever got it, but so you
0: might wanna <laughs> Yeah, mine says sent while mine says sent while driving. Oh,
2: that's funny. Yeah. Um. That's really fun. Yeah.
0: Except some people don't get it. They're like, you should not do that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's just a kidding. I'm just kidding.
2: Sent while driving and doing my eyeliner. But
0: <laughs> Yeah. Love I'm it. like, I'm not doing that. My kid, you know, and then somebody's like, my uncle died from a car accident. Oh, good like, okay, grief. Well. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, there are so many things I'm trying to be better on. Um, and that is definitely one of them. But uh, I do. I do. It depends on who I'm sending the email to. Now I'll I'll take the scent while driving out if it's not somebody that knows me. Yeah. Um. Finally, from Brent in Northern Wisconsin. Pronouns he and him. The case. The people versus a dirty mf'er. Okay. <laughs> love it hello judge carrero yesterday i was in the men's room at my local convenience store oh why brent why, why? as i washed my hands and left the room i noticed the man who was in neck who was next in line for the sink was just kind of pausing there when i walked out he was not far behind me <gasps> your honor he did not wash his hands oh. my question is should i have followed him around the store asking loud enough for everyone to hear why he didn't wash his hands after he used the bathroom <laughs> should i have made a grand <laughs> production out of it Shouldn't he face humiliation, mockery, and scorn for being a dirty motherfucker during a pandemic? Mm-hmm. I know you'll rule with firm prudence in this matter. Thank you. P.S. Encloses a photo of my Chinese-crested <gasps> dog named JP who just turned oh. 15 and is wearing a cowboy hat. <gasps> oh,
2: my God. Oh, my God. That is a cute, cute doggo. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm temporarily oh. um, distracted by the very cute dog, but... I mean, yeah, listen, I'm all for public displays of humiliation. Here's the thing. Um mm. the bigger question is why I understand having, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. But was there like a McDonald's available that might have been a little bit cleaner because the local convenience store like I just think I I would rather shit my pants than than go into a local convenience store bathroom so that being said i'm not sure if washing your hands in a local convenience store bathroom is even gonna do anything but let's assume that it was that it was like a small town and very clean and like no no like feces on the wall let's just assume right yeah i i mean look what what are you gonna do like you can't really follow him around and be like that but i think if you could have combined it with like i'm assuming because he's he's like so gross about washing his hands like he probably wasn't wearing his mask properly so i would have like combined it in a one-two punch like hey man i think your mask fell under your nose also wash your hands we're in a pandemic or one thing you Mm. could have done this is just for future reference if you have like a little um hand sanitizer in your pocket or something you'd be like hey oh I, i noticed was was it out of soap hey you can have some of this it's kind of gross out there you know because that's disgusting i mean i don't know what would you say
0: I would follow him around with a bell yelling shame, but that's just me. Um, shame. Uh, you know, <laughs> shame, clink, clink. Um, uh, it, also, did he work there or was he a customer? Because oh, if he oh, worked oh, there, oh, I would oh, definitely oh. notify somebody. One. Yep, yep. Um, but like if he walks around and is touching stuff and touching other people and touching the cash yeah. and the credit card machine and hitting the buttons on the you know right. on the uh pay terminal
2: yeah opening up the uh the the, the cooler for the drinks and stuff yep. and like you know make it picking up a Snapple and be like no I don't want that I want this like that's kind of gross actually you know what you're right i would have i would have said something
0: now that's me but if you aren't a public display person if you don't if you kind of do you just tell the person who works there hey that guy didn't wash his hands uh just maybe w- wipe up after him, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just to have safety done. Do it. Si- do it. Just quiet. follow
2: him around with some like Windex. But what's cr- not Windex? Whatever, Lysol. No,
0: <laughs> Windex would be great because then you could be like my big fat Greek wedding. Like, <laughs> yes. I put Windex.
2: <laughs> I put Windex on it. It's clean. But also, I don't understand. I have never. I don't think I could be wrong, but I have never been in a public bathroom situation where if there is another person, that other person doesn't wash their. Just out of like humiliation alone like even if you're dirty af like there's still a person there who's going to judge you for the rest of the day like i literally would not stop thinking about this so that that person's pretty bold yeah you
0: could end up on a podcast you know you could end you up, could on end a up podcast. having having shira and ag talk about your nasty motherfucker self on a podcast and you, and you yeah you
2: know. that's not good and also here okay here's one caveat I've heard that the water in airports or sorry, not airports, um, airplanes is like non potable or non potable water. Like you should not get it anywhere in your orifices. Right? Is, have you heard that too?
0: You shouldn't drink it, but it's it's great for cleaning your hands.
2: Okay. So I will – here's what I'll do. I'll clean my hands with it. Then I'll, you know, grab a, yep. a towel, a paper towel, hold the door open, then like throw it out with like, you know, without touching anything. And then I will use hand sanitizer. So in my mind, i Yeah, I I'm do like, that at
0: regular – I do that with regular bathrooms too. Like I'll do that at do? my work bathroom. I don't, oh. I don't touch handles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Good to know. Good to know. I'm glad we're all clean here. But
0: when I had a job – with the federal government.
2: <laughs> I was like, AG, do that in your it. own bathroom?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, my own bathroom, I just piss all over the walls. It's fine. <laughs> Well, thank you everybody for writing in. These pictures are fantastic. We will include them in our next newsletter. I hope everyone has a very wonderful and safe holiday. It's Friday. I'm doing a happy hour today at 4 p.m. Pacific time for patrons. If you're lonely, come and say hi. I'll probably Aww. only do it for an hour, but I'm gonna have I'll have some rose with you and and uh, maybe wear a Santa hat and and be festive a little bit here uh, in by my in my little one person Christmas with the cats with the podcast so if you have anything you want to send in do it at uh, dailybeanspod.com and click contact any final thoughts Amy
2: oh yeah I just want to say you know I think it's 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 been such a hard year and I know we're not on our New Year's episode or anything but this is a hard time for so many people normally you know I think the holidays can be really tough there's this pressure to like you know you start thinking about all the relationships in your life that you know don't make you feel good and or even the ones that do and there's a lot of pressure and I just hope that you know that there are people out there who are thinking of you and who are who are feeling just like you you're not alone it's just a day it's it, it's gonna pass so if you are feeling super lonely in the next couple of days you know just know that this too shall pass you're not alone so many people are feeling that way especially this year and you are in my thoughts
0: same same big ups and again dms are open and so is our uh, contact if you just want to reach out and say hello everybody until gosh monday please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of your mental health take care of the planet happy holidays i've been ag and i've been amy carrero and them's the beans the daily beans is executive produced and directed by ag and jordan coburn and engineered and edited by mackenzie mazell and starburns industries our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.